Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Power, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. And Star Charge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage. Hello, friends. How's it going? My name is Francie, and I am the host of the Out of Spec podcast, this corner of the internet that you wound up in today. Welcome back to my many friends who have been around for some time, and welcome to any newcomers. Great to have you here. I like to scour the planet, the World Wide Web, the internet for electric vehicle news and electric vehicle stories because that's what makes me happy. Something else that makes me happy is getting things in the mail. Did I just take a hard left turn? No. Well, maybe it wasn't the gentlest segue ever. But today we're talking about the United States Postal Service and their unveiling of their electric vehicle initiative. Talk about a new definition for email. Okay, let's dive in. The U.S. Postal Service unveiled their first postal electric vehicle charging stations and electric delivery vehicles just this week at the end of January of 2024. The USPS, the United States Postal Service, has announced plans to electrify its vehicle fleet as part of an ongoing 10-year project called Delivering for America. This is their initiative, and it's focused all on cutting costs, modernizing the postal network, and just making things more performance and efficiency-oriented, as well as having an impact in terms of sustainability. So the introduction of electric vehicle charging stations and electric delivery vehicles is a huge aspect of this initiative, the 10-year Delivering for America initiative. The initial EV charging stations have been deployed at the South Atlanta Sorting and Delivery Center, SNDC, as they call them for short, and are expected to be replicated at hundreds of other locations nationwide. And I really want to get over there. Atlanta is not that far from me. So if anyone listening has a connect with the USPS Sorting and Delivery Center in Atlanta, 
Georgia specifically, please let me know. This move is supported by the $40 billion investment aimed at upgrading the USPS's processing, transportation, and delivery networks. As they wrote, hundreds of new USPS sorting and delivery centers will be equipped with infrastructure to power more than 66,000 USPS electric delivery vehicles. This is a huge undertaking. You can just imagine there is a lot of funding dedicated to this. This is, of course, a national organization, and it uh, has a lot of federal backing and is a huge, huge project. So some background in terms of the size of the United States Postal Service. So as is, there are over 235,000 vehicles that are part of the USPS system, and well over 100,000 of these are Grumman LLVs, which is short for Long Life Vehicles. These were... These are what you see on the street. They um, they look a little funky. They kind of look like a mouse to me. Um, anyways, so they were introduced in the 1980s. And back then, the United States Postal Service put out a bid to three teams to create a replacement vehicle for their old Jeeps. That is what they were using. And Grumman, which was a defense aircraft engineering contractor, which is now Northrop Grumman, and GM had a partnership and they won the bid. And this was definitely, definitely a competitive approach, and especially for the era. And it won the bid for a reason. The Grumman LLV had good serviceability, maneuverability, and was an economical operation, not too expensive. The price was right. But many flaws have revealed themselves, of course, over the years. And especially as these get older, these get older, some problems show up. It gets a whopping 17 miles per gallon from the EPA. Not that bad, but the actual fuel economy is about 8 to 10 miles per gallon with its typical usage. Not ideal. It has low ground clearance and the design of the wheels and the suspension lead to a, a pretty rough ride. There's problems in getting to areas with substantial snowfall or going through all terrain conditions. And we all know that mail has to get everywhere, don't it? So you need a vehicle that can get mostly everywhere. There's also no air conditioning in these and the heating system is prone to breaking down. The chassis and the frame components are out of production. And in 2021, it was estimated that more than $5,000 was needed in maintenance for each LLV each year. It's also prone to fires, more than 407 since May of 2014, which is about one every five days. So the case for an upgrade is writing itself here. It just all took, you know, I'm sure a good bit of organization, of planning, and of funding to get this project going. So more on this announcement. The USPS has newly acquired commercial off-the-shelf, COTS for short, electric delivery vehicles that will be deployed starting in Georgia and then expanding across the country. And these vehicles are equipped with advanced safety technology, yay, air conditioning, heck yeah. And this is aligning with the USPS's strategy to modernize its delivery fleet, fleet clearly. And my colleague Ryan and I were talking about how the male people that we've run into in our lives are some of the happiest people we meet out in public, period. And goodness gracious, do these folks need air conditioning and modern services. I mean, they are absolutely essential workers. Come on, y'all. The financial support for this electrification effort comes from the Inflation Reduction Act funding. And, you know, this is supported by Congress and the Biden administration. And this funding will facilitate the USPS's electrification and modernization efforts. And it's also made possible by the organization's improved financial condition. It's important to note, and I'm sure you haven't forgotten, that the USPS 
had some dramas, financial hardship during the COVID-19 era. Remember, we were all buying stamps to keep it alive? Man, what times we were living in. As part of the broader modernization plan, the USPS aims to convert approximately 400 of their selected sites across the country into advanced state-of-the-art sorting and delivery centers nationwide. These centers are intended to function as local hubs that will enhance the efficiency of mail and package delivery. As of January 2024, now, there are 29 sorting and delivery centers that have been opened. So who are the major partners here? Who else is, you know, making this effort possible? It's not just the USPS, of course. So Simons is a key contributor to the electrification effort and manufacturing the charging stations, actually. So these stations are designed to charge the USPS EVs overnight, supporting next day deliveries. And the first 14,000 EV chargers will be sourced from three suppliers, Simons, Rexel, slash ChargePoint, and Blink. The USPS's fleet expansion involves the procurement, of course, of battery electric COTS COTS, which again is commercial off-the-shelf vehicles from a, a few different companies, but from Ford Motor Company. So plans include obtaining 21,000 commercial off-the-shelf EVs with a significant portion sourced from Ford, about 9,250 9, from Ford, and then along with the addition of at least 45,000 battery electric next-generation delivery vehicles by 2028, as they call them. In addition to electrifying their fleet, so EVs and EV charging, the USPS's modernization efforts extend to upgrading the fleet for larger mail and package volumes. So those Grumman, oh my gosh, I've said this a million times by now. Yeah, the Grumman LLVs are actually three times smaller, have three times less <laughs> space for deliveries. Um, so these Ford E-Transits that were shown off at the unveiling event offer nearly three times the cargo capacity of the Grumman, which is clearly a space improvement, of course, but also they will come with efficiency and performance improvements and also reduce the need for multiple trips, which is good if you're trying to get the best out of your trips. I know someone was like, well, should they be driving around that much? You know, they're going to have longer days, perhaps, if they can go further, deliver more packages. I don't know. Would love to talk to a USPS worker about that kind of idea. Into the future, the USPS's 10-year Delivering for America transformation plan serves as their foundation for a continuous improvement schedule in terms of sustainability and efficiency within the organization. And each operational enhancement, they've said, whether it's new facilities or optimizing transportation and delivery routes, it's dedicated to a reduction in the organization's carbon footprint. So of course they're trying to cut costs. Of course they're trying to be most efficient, but they're also considering the carbon footprint, which all can live in harmony, believe it or not. So what will happen to all of the old fleet and how they'll be phased out? I don't know, but it does make me think that maybe the out of spec renew channel could get a hold of someone who has converted a Grumman or two to electric or something of the sort. And also, if you haven't heard of the out-of-spec Renew channel, I don't doubt it. This is a newly launched out-of-spec channel all about converting vehicles to electric. These really cool projects that they take on, you know, owners take on of saying, I love this car, but I want to make it electric. The first video went live just this week, and um, I hope to have Jerome, who is leading the effort with the out-of-spec Renew channel, and Kyle onto the podcast soon to talk all about this new project. In conclusion, the USPS's electrification initiative and their commitment to exploring 100% electrification just really shows 
that they have a newfound dedication to a sustainable and modernized delivery vehicle fleet and efficiency process. And it's a significant step towards a more sustainable and modernized future. And I just can't wait to see it happen for real. Of course, it's so significant that this is a national effort to contribute to environmental sustainability and align with broader national objectives for cleaner air, improved health, more jobs. And I think that this could set a real example of how to go about this widespread. Of course, it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of operations and logistics and planning and a lot of really putting things on the ground and running with it and seeing what happens from there. So I will be cautiously optimistic as usual. Of course, there are practical concerns of feasibility and efficiency of transitioning to a fully electric fleet considering you know the new charging infrastructure that they're going to put in and the new EVs that they're going to be using. It's a change. But behind the fence charging, you know, which is that private charging of fleets, is typically a pretty good system. You know, it's level two, usually not fast charging. Maybe they'll have some for those just in case moments, but equipped with the right teams, the right partnerships, the right EVs and the right chargers, I think that you can have a really delicious mix there and a lot of successful potential. And fleet electrification, of course, is very important in widening the positive impact of EVs and a great way that we can go electric as a broader community and just a part of life that holds so much potential for improvement as well. So we can see the initiative as a great source for uh, for trying trial and error, researching how we can electrify large scale and also you know, a great potential source of job creation. Not only might you be drawn to be a postal worker if you have you know, new and improved circumstances, but especially also the manufacturing and maintenance of EVs and charging infrastructure when we have national fleets. So what do you think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Thank you for plugging in for another electric episode of the Autospec podcast, and I will catch you on the flip side. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.